Well, we're back, Constantly Varied, episode 21, and I am here this week on her podcast debut, Laura Flynn. How's it going? Hello. I'm very excited. I'm also here with James. James, how are you today? I know you've been a little sick the last couple of days. I'm not great. I'm not going to lie. I'm putting on as brave a show as I can, but inside I am dying here you're looking better than i, I was expecting yeah. but i can see, definitely see that you've been <laughs> in the wars <laughs> i had like four hours sleep last night as well so no food in the past four days violently ill um coaching this morning i have like a five shot flat white or something here beside <laughs> me now, so that'll just keep me going and i'll i'll persevere through daily for the show okay well listen um before we dive in just a quick reminder if you are on spotify if you could hit the follow button for us, it would be amazing because that means that you will never miss a show. You'll always get the little ping when it comes out. That's the daily podcast. What I like about the daily podcast is as you, like, I never feel like listening to it and then I put it on for the three minutes and I'm so much more tuned into training mode. It gets me switching out of work mode into training mode. And then when I go in, I have a bit of a clearer idea, even though I've recorded a podcast, like, oh yeah, I remember what I'm trying to do today. So I think the daily podcast is useful for us. It's a tool more than like entertainment. Then this show is to keep us in touch with what's going on. And then also uh, it kind of what we use it for us to tell the broader story about the culture, about what we're trying to learn, what the big project of training is beyond just getting a bigger back squat, for instance. That's so funny what you said about training diaries because I, I have a diff slightly different perspective to you on it where I obviously record it with you as well. Then I partially listen back to it to make sure that we don't have much nonsense in it. Then I usually listen to it on the way in to coach. Oh, I've yeah. also listened to your training notes or the coaching notes for the day. So I've and obviously read the workout. So I have an input of the workout, like maybe six different inputs, but it's only really three different inputs. And I'm just repeating them over and over and over mm -hmm. again to be sure, to be sure, to be sure that whenever I'm coaching it in the morning that I'm doing the right thing. And I know a lot of coaches use it that way. They're yeah. on the way into coach and it gets them into, oh yeah, that's the yeah. thing today. And then for me as an athlete, I like switching off as much of my brain as possible whenever I'm training, much to your dismay. Yeah, you're a stupid <laughs> trainer. I'm a stupid, yeah, I just, I just switch off and try really hard, like that's the answer. Uh, so I have all the inputs there and it means I can just do like, coach says sit down stand up and my body goes hold on without me having to switch on too much so that's why i like listen to it as well daily okay so that's uh so follow button on spotify let's get into it we start where we normally start training check-in laura i'm going to start with you so like how's training going generally and also have you got a favorite workout recently the last couple of weeks um training has been probably the hardest it's been in a little while i'm gonna try to stay positive but it has been very hard the last few weeks Um, just in terms of i guess training for me is always time to like switch off and i felt really switched on in every class <laughs> and you know when like the weight and everything just feels 10 times harder you're like oh my god i just need to push past this like little i feel mental. like you are challenging yourself to up your game in the last like since you've started training here yeah i see you taking on challenge after challenge you're like that's the little bit that's a bit too hard for me i'm gonna go try to do that over and over and yeah. over again try hurt myself <laughs> 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 definitely because like you're training with so many people that are just at such a high level do you know and like 
I feel so motivated, one, after coaching classes and seeing people work so hard, and two, like being with all the other coaches and seeing how hard they work as well. So yeah, I've definitely been pushing myself. I think I just need to get out of a little like mental block of things are hard. Because you know yourself when you come in, if you tell yourself you feel tired, you feel tired. Yeah, You kind of sure. need to not have those thoughts going through your head. Um, but I really enjoyed last week. We had box jump overs, lunges, skipping, obliterated the legs. It was like 10, 10, 20, 50, 50, 30. It yeah. was so hard, but was one I felt like I actually could really dig deep on. And even though my legs were burning, I found it in me to like just keep going. So I really enjoyed that one. Deadly, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that um, comes with the territory of challenging yourself, doesn't it? Like mm. when everything is hard, you start noticing yeah. <laughs> everything's hard. And then it's hard to not get into that um, that that um, loop of just always noticing, Jesus, this is really yeah. difficult all the time. But I think you're going through a growth spurt. I think that's mm. what, it, what it looks like. It's I just hope like, so. like I'm going to... Uh, Come, like this is a different style of training than you would have always traditionally done yeah you had the you you had all of the movement mechanics stuff but this style of how we put it together is different mm. for you so you've just dived in like feet first and it's amazing the progress you're making is massive thank you but it is hard like yeah. there's no doubt about it and mentally it is but can i stay in it and then you get to a point where you're like okay now i'll start taking the wins like that day with the lunges and the like you mm. I, I can do this this is my wheelhouse i can dive in enjoy it yeah and smash yourself on it yeah <laughs> yeah or yeah. my skipping everyone's sick we talk about my skipping but like i did my first ever ever double under with you when i had my first training day you literally gave me a few little drills to do and then you were like okay just try doing it and I did one and I was like oh my <laughs> god I did it <laughs> and like since then I've been like damn like I have to get these do you know what I mean and yesterday's workout I did 12 in a row I got nice. my block of 10 my block of 30 then they fell apart but like that's so much further than one in July do you know so I'm really happy with that yeah, yeah. deadly okay well like uh, you, you know uh it's interesting a perspective thing hmm. um I'm I'm pretty in tune with a lot of the coaches and what they're doing all the time. They're kind of my group of people I see as I'm overseeing. Yeah. And from a training point of view, er, like it's never a point where everyone's on it all the time. There's always somebody who's a bit more focused on their work, someone else who's on it and flying, somebody else who is dealing with a niggle. Mm. There's always like a mixed bag. I would say like there's you and maybe three or four other coaches who are on it at the moment oh, thank like you. flying so my perspective is like you're in the like i'm in the struggle here yeah. i'm in the fight i'm like she is ripping she's she's showing up she's so attacking much. every workout uh, so yeah I, I mean just remember that from the outside everyone looking you're in the struggle in your head yeah. but you're actually on a run at the moment great yeah so okay. you don't forget that Yay. you never care it's hard to notice when you're on a run but you're on a run so it's good For real. Thank All right, you, james how are we doing here uh since we last podcasted i've trained once i didn't train last wednesday i don't think no i definitely didn't what was last week the oh i've got I it here remember I've, got got it. I've got it here i, I trained on friday wednesday. yeah it was the one she just mentioned the, the dumbbell lunges yeah, i didn't do that you didn't do that one. i think we got pulled in with we were doing something for a bit longer it might have been this actually that went yes. into the lunch class um I did train Friday though. I did the heavy day. 
Um, and that was really good because it was really weird. You subtly encouraged me to bring my weightlifting shoes out of retirement. And like for context, I bought them in like 2011, maybe. So yeah. they're those weightlifting shoes, they were the ones I had. Yeah. My, yeah. One, my one and only ever pair that I had. Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen them in a decade. You can't buy them anymore. You can't like, buy them. And if you go and try and buy them online, they're like 600 or 800 euro, depending <laughs> on who you buy them off. Yeah. So my goal was to like, I was going to, I was going to say I was going to clean them and keep them safe, but I was just going to leave them in the bag that they were in and then bring them out in like 20 years time whenever they're worth a few more quid and try and sell them off then because people are weirdos like that. But now I brought them out. I've been training in vans for like three years now, almost exclusively. So the like any type of heel shoe at all, like I wear vans everywhere all the time or those flat boat shoes that I have as well. So anything with any sort of heel rise, makes me feel off totally so that clean session i was going into a bit um what's the right word apprehensive as to what i could actually do because i had a good week the week before with the heavy cleans like i hit 125 jumped to 130 knowing i wouldn't get it but i just wanted to get a feel for that weight again so going into this one i was like if i hit 100 today we are laughing because there's an adjustment period back to it isn't it like like you actually change this the the system of muscles that you use to lift the barbell totally once your heel gets lifted. Yeah. So Amy said to me, she's like, your squats look slow today. And I'm like, yeah, everything's off. Like everything feels drastically different. Like the that, that change, as you were saying, the muscles, whenever you hit the bottom position in a weightlifting shoe, your knees are further forward, your butt's closer to your heels rather than back. So as you come back up, the quads are kicking in at a different point and mine just aren't strong there. They just don't know what to do. So my body's trying to find the position I'm in whenever I'm wearing Vans. So everything's <laughs> kicking back. And it's like, I showed you the video afterward and you were like, oh. <laughs> and you're talking to Amy going, here's how we make sure that this doesn't happen. So there was an adjustment period as I was building through. Amy gave us the time to build up for the first section. Then I kind of got into it. And then for the hang squat clean plus the front squat, I think I hit a pretty cozy 110 in the end up which is good so i was already heavier than i thought yeah and then for the heavy singles i still hit 125 125 yeah. and i was like oh oh there we go there you go i'll take that uh, it didn't it didn't feel anywhere near the same as the week before but i was like, oh even with me having to concentrate more and think about what i'm doing and make sure that i'm doing this and this and this I'm still able to hit that type of number. Like that's becoming a new baseline that 110 used to be. So that's only good things for game day in my head. I'm already looking yeah, at Yeah, and, and I'm like, I'll bet money right now that your clean is going to feel better in two months' time. Yeah. And we'll be adding And that's a discussion we had about it. It's like, it might be like a one or two step back thing in order to propel me forward. Yeah. It hasn't pulled me back too far yet. Yeah. It, it might be very different from the floor. The setup will feel. <laughs> it's gonna feel yeah, that's wonky gonna again. Fuck me over the bar, isn't yeah. it? I'm gonna feel like <laughs> like I'm backwards cleaning it or something. So yeah, that'll be another adjustment period. But it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I coach my people this way all the time. I'm like, here we're gonna change this. Here's why. Here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be shit initially, but going forward. So I'm in my head going, this is a good thing. <laughs> you will get stronger. Yeah. Changes. Change it's can be good. It's not about winning today. It's game day. Like, you know that in the process stuff that we talk about so trying to 
actually live that out with the weightlifting shoes is um, an experience. Yeah, barely. Yeah, and it's an interesting one because some people will be asking themselves, should I get weightlifting shoes? And um, I don't recommend weightlifting shoes for everybody. The reason I said it to you is there's no some things in the pattern that I thought, well, if that pattern was slightly different, there could be more weight added. And what might enable that is a shoe that's less flat because of your mechanics. So it was one of those very specific instances. But they can definitely help. Like if you're weightlifting and you like to, if you like the weightlifting days are my favorite, absolutely consider getting some weightlifting shoes because they are more stable and we would like some strength and stability. The extra heel lift helps you find better, stronger positions. So it's worth considering but they're by no means a necessity. And they're, they're not magic that you'll put them on and suddenly you can do wondrous things that you couldn't do before. I remember the day I bought these, whenever they arrived, sorry, I went into the gym at university at the time and just tried to pee me my back squat. And I did, and I thought it was the shoes. I definitely wasn't the shoes. <laughs> but placebo was a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went in and maxed out my back squat and put it all in the shoes. Yeah, Laura, do you have weightlifting shoes? Have you ever... Have you ever played around them i do i got some for my birthday this year and um they only kind of feel nice now like i definitely need them because particularly if we do snatch days like have my heel elevated helps me get my uh bar over my shoulders a little bit better so i feel they do help but they are really obviously flat and rigid at start i like the first few times i wore them my baby toe just totally went dead like i couldn't (laughs) feel my toes and then i'm trying to feel the ground i'm like i can't actually feel my toes but they're worn in now. Yeah, it does and feel, I think they work. It does yeah. feel like uh, two cinder blocks in your feet when you get them first. They're so rigid. Yeah, um, and for someone who's tight overhead, I think that's a great point. You have mm. a tightness overhead, and you're that you're working on, right? Yeah. And it might be not that intuitive, but if your overhead position is tight, the weightlifting shoes can help because it rearranges the system to help with the overhead position. Definitely. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So listen, um, Laura looking ahead we're going to look at programming for the next week and we filled 150 this weekend so no workouts this weekend Mm. of the workouts coming up what one do you like to look at so if you had asked me this on sunday for this week i would have said monday's workout but that slightly traumatizing (laughs) uh fiona brady (laughs) was paired with me and she was such a good partner to have she was like oh my god you're an animal you're unreal and i was literally nearly crying on the rower like (laughs) so thanks fiona but um i definitely think tomorrow's one kettlebell swings and ski i love to ski eric i love kettlebell swings so so talk us through what it is so you're gonna have three rounds for time 21 kettlebell swings two 10 meters on ski 15 swings 150 meters nine swings 90 meters so you're so doing each one for time so we do that 21 59 really fast um we get a time for that we recover and then we do it again and then we do it again so it's yeah. like th- three times of that Triple sprint tra- yeah absolutely <laughs> so what so what about it do you like the look of you like the movements yeah i think kettlebell swings for me anyway i just feel such benefit on the posterior chain from like I always really feel them if you go heavy enough um, I love those and I feel like we maybe haven't done at least I haven't been in a class where I've done them in a little while yeah, um, and ski when I'm on the skier I hate it but I love to ski I think it makes you so fit mm. helps you build such power in your hips hugely like I just love it so yeah I think that'll be a good one yeah deadly 
we mm. were talking about it yesterday in the team of coaches in Smithfield. We were chatting about this quite a bit, and we were talking about the the purpose of it, which is to feel some real intensity. It's an intensity mm. workout above everything else, and um, it's getting us ready for Fran. That's the idea. Yeah. So it's kind of like trying to touch that Fran intensity, which they named Fran intensity. I think, <laughs> uh, which uh, which we were saying that that's the zone that no one wants to go to yeah but we go to it and we were saying of all the people who go to a gym in this country what percentage of them ever touch this intensity and such a tiny percentage so and we don't do it all the time because that's not the way to do it but from time to time we say let's go there Mm. and that's one of these workouts where we're going to go there and the, the fact that it's swings and ski like most people can do a kettlebell swing most people can ski yeah there's not much strength or skill or mobility obstacles we've tried to clear all those so that we can just go mm. this is going to be so fast and so ouchy i think yeah but that's really what you love accessible, like you said but yeah i can already feel like the burn in the back of my legs you're a sicko <laughs> aren't you you're like yeah. <laughs> I, I I loved Monday. I hated it, but it was my favorite. But I hated it. Yeah, like You're the one ones people. that I see, I know that's gonna be hell. But also that are like, as you said, technically relatively easy for everyone to achieve. But it's literally just that you against that workout. Like, okay, how hard can I push myself now? I can do the things. I just need to push fast the pain. I love that. That just got me that you against. Now that when workout. I start it, I immediately my brain's like, no, stop. <laughs> but it's that fight like i just like that yeah think that'll be a good one yeah okay so that's that's tomorrow thursday um james i'm gonna get you to go next what's the workout you're look like the look of i think it's one from next week i forget the day now i think it's it, tuesday oh, tuesday yes 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 um i imagine this is also frank prep <laughs> <laughs> it's uh nine six three front squats of 42 and a half or 30 which is fran weight and pull-ups and each that's for time and you do that on zero five ten and fifteen so the front squat is like that bottom half element of the thruster the nine six three is significantly lower rep scheme which tells me quicker and the pull-ups i imagine are also still kipping again so we're looking for that speed that we worked on was that last week with the devil's press yes that was that was on a tuesday last week as well wasn't it so that idea of trying to do a faster pull-up so story about coaching that day the amount of people i had to try and coax into trying to do the pull up faster like one-to-one conversations i'm in a real fortunate position coaching my classes where i have a good relationship with nearly everyone there and i've got everyone there results like i've helped them achieve stuff so whenever i say things they might look at me like through squinty eyes and go hmm but then they do it anyway but on this day like people just didn't want to do pull-ups quicker they're like no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I have to, no, I have to keep the, you know, the bigger swing and really reluctantly trying to do it. And you said to me after, people were saying, but my pull-ups are falling apart. Yeah. And, and like, that's the point. That's the point. So is that the same thing on this one? It's like, get your pull-ups to... Yeah, so the numbers are small so that we can attack the pull-ups. Yeah. The 963. We could have gone like 1296. We want to take everything away that's going to dial back the intensity on yeah. this one. And it's, it's three quarters of the Fran pattern. It's the weight, it's the movements apart from the press. Um, small enough rep scheme that we can go. And then we're gonna go every five minutes. This is a sub two minute round. It's a two minute cap. Yeah. And I don't believe it. You think like your nine front squats every round are gonna take you 12 seconds? 
Yeah. 18 seconds. Yeah. Sorry, up and down. And then by the time you walk to the pull-up bar, a pull-up takes one second if you're quick at it. Yeah. And then the three and the three. So you just have no choice but to pick up the bar and go again. So Yeah, it's that as soon as your feet hit the floor, you're under the bar, pick your squat clean and go, 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 oh, go, 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 we're go. Squat clean of course well. we are. Oh, this yes. is about no transition time. No fran, pacing, fran, 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 yeah. fran, fran, bang, 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 wow. all the way through. So we'll have three minutes off then because we're going to go every five. Yeah, this is that repeat, repeat, now repeat. Now I'm even more excited about it. Unfortunately, it's on a Tuesday and I don't and train Tuesdays. I'm banned for training Tuesdays. I like that. That sounds better than I don't train well, Tuesdays. it sounds like you are because like, oh, it's Tuesday, I can't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I either train or see my daughter on Tuesdays. <laughs> okay, and, like, well, that's fair. Fuck training. <laughs> and whenever it's this workout... Do you, uh, this is one for you, Laura. I don't know about you, but I get a mixture of whenever I coach in the mornings, I get really motivated and inspired by my people, but I also get hugely put off by workouts yeah. being like, you see them die and go, that is just not a case of what I need today. Do you experience that? I was just laughing, thinking you picked this one out as what you're looking forward to most. They're all going to be cursing, you know. Yeah. They listen to this like you're not even going to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, I tell them all the time. Like when I come in at five a.m., I'd be like, "Lads, this is going to be great. I can't wait for this workout." And they're all kind of looking at me like, "Yeah, sure, you haven't done it yet." And then when they've done it, I'm like, "You just have me so motivated to this hour later." Yeah, and it's like the ghosts of everyone from the morning are around <laughs> me while I'm doing it, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like when we did the row rowing class with the rowing and the jump overs I had such a smile on my face because I was just so like happy for everyone to be pushing themselves <laughs> and I was like ready to go again and when the lads Paul was like you just have this evil smile on your face I was like it's not evil I'm actually ha happy I'm for actually you to happy. do this I'm happy for you <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was doing it that evening I was like oh, I'm so sorry morning crew I'm so sorry <laughs> so yeah I totally get that Deadly, very good. Okay, yeah, so that's on Tuesday, James. That's four rounds of 963 front squats and pull-ups at frown weight. So I'll go next. I, the one I like the look of is actually the Monday. Um, I'm looking at, um, it's a snatch day. Which yeah, is, we're snatching. We are, because I said we're going to keep snatching. We're going to stay in touch with it. And it's also an amazing way to build power in the lower body because it's not just about the squat clean this quarter. It's about building power and strength. And snatching is one of the best ways to do it. And we're power snatching, which is cool because we have to move the barbell very high to do that. We've actually, this is, um, you see the name of the workout, Singles Night 2. Singles Night Part 2, Singles Night Part 2. Because we had this workout exactly uh, like, a few, like a month or two ago, oh, yeah. uh, which was called Singles Night. And we did like five minutes of two, I think it was two power snatches into two into one snatch and into one power snatch into one snatch and then we did the power snatch singles at the end it was slightly different than it was i can't remember exactly what it was but now what we're going to do is two muscle snatches and one power snatch all in one minute for five minutes so that's kind of lightweight muscle snatching into power snatching done as single reps so it's not touch and go exactly we're going to reset the bottom every time very technical weightlifting style and this is really to get our hips firing on all cylinders moving the bars fast and as high as possible then for another five minutes we drop off one of the muscle snatches so it's one muscle snatch one power and that primes us for the last piece which is for six minutes a power output test 
of perfect power snatch singles. And we did this exactly the last time. I've saved it as a benchmark so people will have a score. So you can look back at it, we'll put a date on it. So you can look at what weight you picked, how many reps you did, and then you can decide, is this the right weight? How am I gonna beat my score? And I think it will be a nice little retest in like at this point. I remember it now, yeah. And I remember encouraging people to go slightly heavier for the total power output section. That's exactly. what we were chasing. It was like, don't get 50 reps in the six minutes. It's get 15 or 20 really good ones, but really high effort ones. Yeah, it's not about just maximizing the score. It's about go, if you feel confident with your technique, go heavier, go heavier, and see can you hit that single over and over and over again. I remember being here in Santry watching it that day. I remember watching Amy hit them. Like she did something ridiculous, like 55 or something ridiculous, and uh, hit them and hit them and hit them. And the power it builds, that repeating the, the, the lift, when we're burning off all that, you know the high octane rocket fuel that we have at the start and we're down to like whatever it is that 95 fuel for the yeah, end of it yeah. and we still have to find the good pattern the good technique we still got to move the bar so i think that'll be good to see people retesting that they won't have snatched as much this time around as they were then but we have more power in the system and more yeah. power and strength on the system exactly because of all the clean work and everything we're doing so we'll see the transfer so that's going to be a very fun day to coach to watch to do so that's monday singles night part two okay that's that's programming done um so okay boot events very quickly let's cover what's coming up so everyone's in the loop game day is going to be slightly different this time because we're doing the we're doing game day in all five locations on the same weekend Ooh. this time just different right so um it's it will also be the precursor for the Christmas party. So we'll have the Christmas party in each location that night as well. Isn't it wild that we're talking about that? It's, oh, it's only talking. Christmas party. Yeah, so I actually have a partner in crime on the podcast today, a, a fellow Christmas hater. She's not getting the mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally pulled I'm, it away from her. I'm so excited. Are you serious? Yeah. I just, I'm just not a fan. Like, now I love Christmas parties. <laughs> I love the smell of like pine. Yeah. I just I don't love Christmas, but I love Halloween, which is very close by. Yeah, so which is weird too, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll accept that. This is it's so rare that I have somebody who's on my side on this one. Fucking hate it, and it's it's so far away. I'm happy, but we, won't we do be have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we like parties, right? Yeah. We like parties. So uh, yeah, the Christmas thing is coming up. We can, that's our first overrated, underrated. We just won completely overrated christmas yeah, but 100%. it does mean that that evening we'll do the christmas party after the game day um it'll be on the 2nd of december so it'll be the first saturday in december that's when we're getting ready for now um, which will be a lot of fun i love the fitness tests that we're doing that day and i think the training is already going well it's it, it feels everyone's saying it, it feels different this quarter yeah. again like you can feel the gear shift and I think the tests are cool ones. So that'll be game day, 2nd December. Put it in the diary. Make sure you you get yourself here for it. Uh, we'll give you more details about the Christmas parties on that night. Okay. Uh, sorry, we won't give you details on that night, about that night, in the next few weeks. The other thing coming up, I don't know if anyone's heard, but Phil 250 is, is this weekend. <laughs> 
We are on Wednesday right now. We're three days out. As we speak, uh, the lads are loading vans right now with uh, sandbags and uh, boxes and everything. Miguel's down there running the show. So the big move of equipment has already begun. Um, so many volunteers from BUA. It's so cool. Uh, like it's going to be mainly a BUA team running the event. It's our 10th year doing it. You all know about it. So if you're around this weekend and you're not volunteering or you're not, uh, you're not competing, come up and spectate. Like, if you want to take it, get in, get in touch with me, I'll get you Here, a ticket. Did you ever think that whenever you first set up Filthy, you'd be doing it for 10 years? Um, I didn't have any thoughts on how long. And, But honestly, the reason I started it was like, as I said before, I wanted to do something that was a different style of competition. But also, competitions were so terrible back in the day. They were terrible. And I thought, I think we could do a bit better than this. And it wasn't a competitive thing. It was like, if we're going to go and train for this thing and then go and go to these things, it would be good to have ones that are at least ran a bit better. And when I look back at the early days, we were running them terribly too. <laughs> but we were running them better than most. And this way it's grown. And now it's a... Can't vouch for that as someone who wasn't part of the team back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now, it's, like, now it's, a, it's, it's a system we have in place and we have a lot of IP over the years. And so I'm feeling like... People ask me, are you ready? And I was like, you're never ready. You just keep getting ready. And then the day comes and you you run it. And I feel like we're ready to do that now. So it should be fun. So if you're around, come up DKIT. Have you got a favorite year? Like not a, a specific memory, but just overall, you're like, that was the the one I love the most or or a least favorite year. That's the one I hated the most. <laughs> I think God. I might know the answer to that one. Like, like I've, yeah. The, and with all the jokes aside, like proper trauma from this thing over the years, like every single year, like every year I've stopped after and said, never again. <laughs> and I've had a good month of saying, no, honestly, that's fucking it. I am done with that thing. It nearly killed me. Um, like I was, I was sitting downstairs at the, the desks, and as you know, my back is fucked. We talked about it last week. The back is fucked not because of training. It's because of this thing. Like, it hurts me in a, very f in a physical way. Like, it actually does. And it's not even like, uh, that's not even hyperbole. Like, here's the evidence, right? Um, and uh, I don't know who, I, I think it was Breed said to me, how's it going? You all set? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I can't wait for Sunday. We'll be all done. She was like, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean like done, done, but she was like, I, every year you yeah, say yeah, we're yeah. done. So, uh, and she was dead right. So I, uh, yeah, I. But this year you have volume. <laughs> 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 so this could be oh different right afterwards. You're uh, going to be like, let's do uh, it maybe again. Maybe that's why it feels better this year. But <laughs> very true. The volume is definitely in there. It's in the mix. Um, my favorite year, if I'm honest about it, was last year. Yeah, and it was the least spectacular year, but last year felt lovely. It was I was surrounded by my people last year. Over the years, it's been a huge volunteer team, but they come from everywhere. Last year, they came from Bua. Oh man, I just felt like we're in family. It was amazing. And it felt like um, we had a disaster. We had to cancel one of the workouts <laughs> halfway through. You know, there was one of those ones. But still, the vibe last year, I just loved it. I was like, this is what it was meant to be. 
like people are not giving out fuck to each other and trying to kill each other and all that it was ran well the workouts worked out pretty good the the athletes did great the volunteers did great the vibe was lovely i really liked it um i think 2019 is my favorite year in some ways because it was the, the big show it was such a giant thing what a step up but it was also my least favorite all in the same thing like it was the worst thing i've ever done that was awful so we had so i have that love absolutely loved it absolutely hated it thing with that year what can i do there it is um but then last year was most enjoyable i think so yeah hopefully if we get a bit of that vibe this weekend i'd be delighted yeah. And do you have any advice for that athletes in prep for Saturday? Because I've had a few people in Salbridge like, okay, should I stop training now? Like, how should I proceed for the next few days to make sure I'm 100% on form for Saturday? Yeah, I think I think don't deviate too far from what you normally do. I think I wouldn't do too much different. I might from, what day is it now? Wednesday? I might back off a little bit from here. But I would still do a workout. I'd still move. I would still try and get like blood flowing. Yeah. But I might like just back off a little bit. What I wouldn't do is over rest because all of a sudden Saturday will come and you won't feel like an athlete. You'll feel like somebody who was returning, who used to be an athlete. Your body, (laughs) you know, that first workout back, you're like, what the hell? (laughs) You don't want that on Saturday morning. So I know some people like to take Friday off and then they're fresh for Saturday. Mm. And some people like to take the Thursday off and do a little bit on a Friday yeah so that their body feels like it's moving it's doing something so when they go into the next day like they're like uh i actually just feel like a normal saturday i yeah. just have four workouts today instead athlete mode on athlete mode has got to get we got to switch into that gear yeah so i think the biggest thing is it's a team of four it's a special thing mm. so you should go and give it everything you've got for your teammates mm. and then you'll come away with with I, like this is this is awful cheesy but you come away with a memory you yeah. do like you can wait i did that thing with three people we were in it together for the f- like in the in the trenches for the day yeah you should try and just give it everything and come away saying i couldn't have done any more whatever with the result i gave it everything and that's all that matters so that's filthy 150 best look to all the competitors if you're volunteering best to look to all of the volunteers i know some people are a bit nervous am i going to be able to judge okay you should go and just like enjoy the day it's an event that's what events are there for um yeah so that's filthy okay so today we wanted to have a discussion about uh the workout of the day and the orx scaling rtp discussion we've been threatening to have this conversation for about two or three months now haven't we we have we've been saying we must have that conversation and i know uh, you might even be like yeah like i get it i know all that stuff but i think it's it's good from time to time to go back to the basic principle of these things to say how do i best use them because they're tools to help you get more out of your training and we got to think about them like that rather than goals or aims or anything like that they are tools to use so i thought let's have a discussion about the three different categories prescribed so that's orx scaled and return to play because we've got three here in Bua. That's uh, they're unique to us. I'm going to start off with general description about as prescribed and why we prescribe workouts. Because uh, there's a couple of reasons. Orx is a medical term. It means a prescription. So we prescribe a workout. And I I looked this up before. This is like the Orx is like I 
think it's a short for a Latin word, which means recipe, which is the recipe for your, here's your drugs. Valium plus painkillers plus anti-inflammatories plus as <laughs> your prescription, right? That equals happy, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the recipe for happiness. So, um, we prescribe workouts. This is uh, a thing that CrossFit started way back in 2003 because it allows everybody to say there is a standard of work here to get through, and if I say I'm going to try and get through it faster than everybody else. I'll create intensity, which allows me to get fitter. Because what was really missing back in the day in the fitness world was intensity. And still in the general fitness world. Well, maybe it's still in the general fitness world, but there was none back then. I used to be in it and I, there was like, you could go and play a sport for intensity or you could go to the gym to fuck around. And you would lift some weights and sit on a bench, lift some weights, and sit on the bench. And once we said, well, can you do this many reps at these three movements as fast as you can and we're going to put a, a message board online and you put a time beside it this was like oh right now we're on now we're actually doing stuff so it has this really good quality of it it leverages a task to be completed it gives us the priorities which for time and then we also add other people into the mix and we go oh fuck now we've got this competitive element too and it leverages our competitiveness. This is the, the whole concept of you go into a, a gym and you get on a treadmill and you just get that sideward glance at the person beside you and you say, I'm on 13.5, they're on 14.8, how long are they going for? And pe it works for people. It actually changes how people like, how long they stay on or how fast they go. So this is the dial up version of that. That's why we prescribe a workout. This worked really well in 2003 to 2006 when it was an online community. It was really only really fit people looking for an extra something who were using it. Um, but what you will find is if you go back to the message boards back then, you'll have this workout posted and you'll have someone come in and say, did it in 6.45, did it with this weight. And then someone else come in, 28 minutes, did it with this weight, nearly died. And you'll have like the biggest, broadest range. There was no such thing as a time cap. Like it was just, there's the task, have at it, see how you get on. Like time caps to me still annoy me because I came, I came through those original things were like, it's a challenge, see what happens. But we have to have time caps for, you know, to manage classes and stuff like that. But even here a message board sounds really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not trying to make you feel old, right? We're here like Shit. on the message boards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like a, a a town yeller coming out with like a <laughs> sheep and people be like, "I did this." You're so right. That's probably not a word that's in use anymore. So, on the but it's cool, like that people just would have went to like throw up all this information and yeah, read and it was like an organic back. word of mouth. Oh, yeah. did you hear these guys in fucking in in uh, the West Coast are doing this thing, and people would find it and try the workouts. And you'd see someone in the gym do weird shit. Or try and do something really fast, and they stand out like a sore thumb because because everyone else is bicep curling, yeah. bench pressing badly, or walking on an incline on the treadmill. And then there's that one weirdo in the corner jumping and shit. Yeah, exactly. So so now things have evolved from then, right? Because this was good for a small community of very fit people who want to do it. The whole point though was to get fitter. It wasn't really to show your fitness. The point was, we look we, like I train hard, but I want to train harder. And here's other people want to train harder because we want to get fitter again. So the intensity got us fitter. And then like fast forward a few years and 
now lots of people are doing this and everyone's getting fitter. But then we also realize that the prescribed workout is a narrow thing. It doesn't always get everyone fitter because if you're like overweight and starting exercising today and you're doing the same workout as the guy who is, you know, eight years in, it's a different thing. You're not going to feel the same and the progress is not going to be matched up. The person who is starting off needs a version of it that makes it feel the same so that they can make the same level of progress. And that's the point. So that's where scaling comes from. Can we scale a workout to a point where it feels the same and we get the same stimulus, so therefore we get the same response to the stimulus? The response is the point, not the stimulus. Okay, so that's what we're, we're trying to get to with scaling. Every workout that we write, I aim it at the top, like the 90th percentile in the gym. I don't aim it at the fittest person. And I don't aim it at the the least fittest person. I try with the top end so that when you're up there, you can go and smash that and get fitter from it. And then if you're above that, there's an RX plus version if you wanted to go more. And then there's some people who are trying to approach that level of fitness. So they're going to get close to the prescribed thing. But a scaling it is what allows you to get better. That's the point. It's not that shit. I only scaled it. And it's that most annoying response to any question a coach ever asks or any comment you give to someone here you did great today yeah but i only did dot 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 it's like yeah you nailed it because you scaled it appropriately got the response felt exactly the same as a really fit person full death and you got the progress yeah. it's and smart and it i think it's worth pointing out there that rx plus is another version of scaling it it's just scaling it up the waist so like if you're aiming it at the top 10 percent of people and then there's amy flynn in class who's the top <laughs> <laughs> she's not the top 10%, she's the top. So there's going to be things that you write that are... That are undercooked for her. Under, Yeah, I was going to say beyond her capabilities, but it's the opposite. It's like, it's too easy for her if she did it as it was written. So she has to scale it to of make course. it suitable for yes. her around the stimulus and the response that's desired from it. Yeah. So the person who scales down or up, it's all the same thing. It's on the same like scale. A scale, you literally move. It's you like, move ah, the thing. there. Exactly. The so scaling is when I'm trying to hit the really uh, nail the stimulus so that I can make it feel as awful as possible on the day. So if you don't scale it appropriately, you're actually backing away from the intensity. You're saying, I'm going to make this easier for myself by trying the harder version. And that's where people, it's not very intuitive. I'll do that prescribed version because I'll feel good. I hit the RX button, but now I've made the workout easier because I got to go so slow because the thing is so heavy or the skill is too hard. Whereas you scale it, you can absolutely end yourself, get, get the progress from it. And then you know that that's what's going to elevate your game over time. The, the goal is progress, not to perform the workout. And that's the big difference. So um, I think the people who get misguided in the methodology are the people who end up trying to perform the workouts it's, it becomes performative i'm doing crossfit if you're doing crossfit you're missing the point yeah. what you should be doing is using crossfit to make yourself into a new version of yourself which is better than the current one yeah. that's the game and that's the game we play like we don't program so that you can come in and say here do crossfit really cool like that makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> it is performative. So we're, we're trying to make sure that every day that you can step forward if you hit the stimulus. 
the prescribed one might be the right one for you or else you scale it so you hit the stimulus so you get the the response now return to play this is where people get confused i think because it can look like scaling and it's very very different because we're trying to avoid the stimulus of the day when we're doing return to play like we're saying the stimulus of the day is the last thing i need now that could be because i've had a big gap in my training and i need to work up to that stimulus like if you haven't trained in two years it should take you probably two months to get to the point where you're like right give me the stimulus now that's the the cleverest smartest way to do it return to play is it, it's vernacular taken from sports teams though isn't it it's like you look at the Irish rugby team now, Keen Healy has been out injured and he is returning to play. Johnny was out injured and he returned to a level of being able to play again. And it's like getting the body ready to do the yes. tasks at hand. Exactly. And the pro sports level, they'll have a return to play protocol, which they follow, which will be over a number of weeks. Whereas like now you're, you're ramping yourself up. So you're returning to the, pl the field of play at full intensity. And we're trying to get people to do that. That return might be from a two-week holiday I, for a few days i'm going to do a return to play just to get myself accustomed again it could be for a two-year gap i've been out i had a kid i had a job move whatever it is and now i need to jesus i'm terrified whereas the two-month gap or sorry the the two-year gap might be the thing that stops you coming back to gym where the rtp version is the thing that allows you to come back You've got full control it might be for two months of doing it just to get yourself feeling like okay i'm now i'm at the point now where i want to get fitter not just be active um so i'm wondering james do you ever use rtp <laughs> no i'm uh i have i whenever we had whenever jill had page we had page whenever page was born <laughs> good took, save good yeah, save there we go i was like how did i say this in the right way um Whenever Paige was born and I had two weeks off, whenever I came back, I didn't do return to play on my first session back and died. I felt horrendous for a couple of days. So I did return to play then. And then anytime I go on holidays, I try and keep ticking over while I'm away. I'll go do a bit of fitness, I'll do a run, I'll do some bodybuilding style sessions. But when I come back, I always use the first couple of sessions to get me going. We did record a podcast on this like maybe 18 months ago. I think it was me and Christopher just solely on this right. topic um and at the time i definitely hadn't done any return to play sessions it's definitely something that i've brought into my repertoire a bit more now i've definitely said to jillian a few times whenever she was still working here i'm returning to play today don't get in my face don't shout at me i said it to you before as well and it didn't work <laughs> but why did not work not because i pushed because you said i felt better as yeah i just felt I better as a session went on and i yeah. think it's important to, to point out that some days we don't feel like doing the full workout when yeah. we arrive and sometimes we don't feel like it after a warm-up but maybe after the technique work mm. you're like actually you know something i've shaken that off now and i feel ready ready yeah. to go and i think you should give yourself that flexibility to say halfway through a session i'm going to i'm going to try hit the stimulus today actually uh, that was a very temporary feeling i had the other way is true as well i come in to smash it and then as the warm-up goes on you're like I have nothing today. Yeah, there's nothing there. Let's let's switch tracks, and I think that's the beauty of it that you should give yourself that freedom. Yeah, I know that was definitely Gillian in Selvers last week. She came in for one of the lunchtime classes, and she was like, "I'm doing return to play. Like work's been so manic. I just need to move." And then as I was counting her wall walks, I was like, 
clear it up. You're just doing the workout. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And then kind of halfway, she was like, no, I actually do need to like pair it back now, you know, so definitely get that that can change. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the key to it is to ha- giving yourself some flexibility. Um, I think um, for me, I use it all the time because my training is intermittent. And when I want to come back in and say, all right, I'm not sure I've got training in me this evening. I've had mm. a very long day of meetings. And when I'm sitting in meetings all day, I just talk nonstop at a fucking desk. And some days like, oh, when I go downstairs, I don't feel like at all. So it's my way and I'm going to start the class, see what happens. Yeah. And it works really well for me. And then when I get a run at it, very quickly I'll go, actually, I want to hit the stimulus today. It just naturally happens. Mm. And that's what i like about it that i don't necessarily need to like have someone just tell me here you need to change it naturally starts to feel like when the coach is given the the briefing like yeah i like to sound that today that's me i'm gonna go for it so i i, I like the i think it works as a concept yeah um i think it's really important to to not be ever judgmental about it in yourself mm. to say fuck am i taking the easy way out sometimes your brain knows that for a couple of weeks you just need to move and if you stay at it too long say if you're like 18 weeks later here i'm gonna rtp again <laughs> you have a coach who at some point will go in and go hey what's going on now i'm wondering what's happening there yeah and, and then there's a chance for a conversation but we talk about it as a coaching group all the time we have to hold back our judgment our natural trigger response here are you just taking the easy way out because as coaches we're always want to push it's our mm. default it's what you want from us but we also have to be mature enough to know not every day is a push day. Yeah. And I love uh, that we have the maturity to say that's I'm fully behind your decision to RTP mm. every single time. And if it extends for a while, then we can say, right, well, let's look at it then at yeah. that point. Uh, do you, you haven't done an RTP workout since you started because like as you said, you're no. flying with your training. And now there was probably one or two days I should have done it because <laughs> I left and was like, you know, sometimes you leave and you just such a confidence knock. You're like, oh my God, that was diabolical. And not even that, it felt hard. You just feel like you didn't give it what you should have. Right. And it probably would have done me better to do an RTV. Yeah. And be like, okay, yeah, look, you've got this. Like, you can still move. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And they're the good, like, and they're learning days. You go, I actually, there are, all the days are not the same. And some days are better yeah. doing a back off day. And it might not be I want a full rest day. I want to show up and I want to do something. Mm. But um, I think having the option is the key to it. But we gotta f- we gotta really watch that we don't fall between two stools. Mm. Are we sort of RTP or t- sort of scaling, sort of doing nothing at that point? I'm not hitting this hitting stimulus, or I'm not being restorative, or I'm not gradually ramping towards something. I'm just now showing up and sort of doing nothing at all. I think that's the risk in this thing. So I think making a decision to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go and do it, or even halfway through saying, actually, I don't have this. I'm going to go and do that thing now. And the decision now is, is a clear one and you know what you're trying to do with it. Sorry, picking up on a point you mentioned uh, before as well, the sometimes you get into the flow of a workout and you were going to do return to play or the flow of a a session. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I'm just going to like, I think I'm going to push on here. Sometimes I find myself pulling people back in that spot because of the bigger picture with it all. So I know that they're maybe 
say they work in sales, they're at the end of a sales cycle, and it's like, I know for the next week, they're hella busy, and they're trying to manage all these other things outside mm -hmm. their life, and they have other activities going on, and it's like, I know you feel better right now, you can train again tomorrow, and you can train again next week, don't get sucked in. And I have to have that, don't get sucked in conversation all the time. Now, at the same time, you, you talk to me about this one all the time, I'm definitely one of those coaches still in my head, trying to go, whenever someone says, I'm going to do a return to play today, that I don't just go, oh yeah? I have that natural default of questioning it because of how they've walked into the gym, like their swagger or whatever that's there. And I'm, my default is, you don't look like you need to return to play. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could push you today. Yeah, is this the easy option for you today? Yeah, and trying to weigh that up without actually having a conversation with someone and figuring out why they've said it and just not reacting immediately is something that I definitely still need it's, to work it's on. It's hard, yeah. yeah. You gotta so trust hard. the person. Like yeah. they're all adults, adults. If they're making that decision, there's a reason behind it. That's yeah. the way I look at it. And we gotta give people that autonomy to say, I'm gonna use this as my fitness place and I'm gonna use it how I think I need it. And I'm gonna be in conversation with my coach in the long term so I know that I'm not, I'm not taking the easy route because that's not what we're about. But we are also being clever about it and we're being grown up about it so i think it's super super important thing to be to keep in mind so very quick recap <laughs> prescribed workout is there to prescribe a stimulus that you get a response from and you got to ask does the one on the board is that going to give me the feeling that coach is describing today that's the reason to do that version if you're overly competitive and you're always trying to compete then that's the version you're always going to be drawn to but you have to ask yourself, is competing today the thing that's gonna move me forward or is it just the fun of competing? And we can compete ourselves out of shape. People do it all the time. We go backwards while competing, even though it feels like we're training really hard. So progress has gotta to be top priority. The, the second thing is scaling. It can go up and it can go down and it's not the easy way out. It's actually the hard road. Always remember that. That's what's gonna make you feel like it's meant to feel. So give yourself less um, constraints around that. Allow yourself, free yourself up to say, what's the one? I think people are pretty good at that here. We see lots of variety in the room with the barbells and, and all that, but uh, I just think it's a good reminder to give yourself as much freedom to scale because that is the hard road often. And then return to play is the, I need some therapeutic movement today, or I need to gradually move myself towards a point where I'm trying to get to. I'm using it that way. So, uh, have the freedom to trust yourself. If that's what you think you need, you should use it. Okay, amazing. Let's move on. Let's go to shout outs. Laura Flynn, you have somebody. You had a list of people. We I had, had to bully you. You were 10. So we had to bully <laughs> you down to one. So <laughs> give us your, just, who is what it? What can I say? The people in Selbridge are smashing it lately. And actually, my shout out is on pull-ups. We've had a lot of pull-ups really, really improving over the last few weeks. But this morning, Bruna in Selbridge got her first ever strict follow. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and she did it so well that like, she just jumped up and did it. And I obviously am still kind of getting to know some of the Selbridge crew. And I went over and I was like, have you ever done that before? And she goes, no. And I was <laughs> like, really? Because it looked like you did it. So yeah, that was amazing. I was so happy for her. And I know she's been working so hard on them. When we had pull-ups during the week, she was finding it really tough. And it was one of those days that I was like getting very frustrating. I like then to see her come around now and have such a win today. Oh, it was great. So like, well done. We Bruna. can never underestimate the enormity of the first pull up. 
Yeah. Like there's so many people right now who would kill for their first pull up. They're working so hard enough for so long. Mm. So when you get it, you got to even if you're not celebrating ex outwardly, you got to give yourself a huge pat on the back. It's massive. Yeah. It's such a marker of like fitness, isn't it? Like it's not just the upper body pulling strength. It's the all of the connection to the whole body that we need for a pull up. It's the grip strength. It's the strength, the body weight ratio. It's all of the things that say that a lot of things are in the right place when we can do a pull-up and it's yeah. a really good goal to work towards so when we get it amazing and i always think about i've used a few times the graph that you've used on some of your classes where you're like okay here's kipping here's a kipping pull-up here's a pull-up and sometimes it feels like you're making zero progress <laughs> on that graph and it does it gets so annoying so to see someone get that down you're like yes here's yeah. the proof here, yeah. you were doing so well yeah you yeah. were doing 0.7 0.8 yeah. 0.9 and you hit Here the one are. today yeah and you can see it Great. Yeah, um, we had. Uh, did you see in Santra here on Sunday, a Brazilian invasion happened? <laughs> it was amazing. I was here on Sunday. It was wild. Just programming and and uh, this Brazilian people just kept walking and coming over and going. Did you see all the people who were here today? So I asked them after. I was like, this didn't happen by accident. Like we have a group, <laughs> <laughs> a subgroup within Vua. We have a group. We have a group chat. We all said we'd all converge. And and Natalie was the coach. And like there was like maybe four or five non-Brazilian people in the class and three of them were Portuguese. So they all spoke Portuguese anyway. <laughs> oh, they hold each other so accountable, you know? And like one of them, if few of them aren't really feeling up to it, like I think that weekend of Fabio was like, guys, come on, you have to come out. Like I know it's a bit of a drive, but we'll go to Natalie's class. And like they all just band together and they're there every morning together. And it's just so good. Oh, the vibe them. was so nice. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Yeah. So it was cool to see. It was cool. So Bruno was there for that. It was Bruno the first was time I'd, I'd met yes. Bruno. Yeah. Very good. So well done, Bruno. Great job. And to, and to all the people in Selbridge, sounds like uh, Laura's very proud coach at the moment. We're going to finish it overrated, underrated, as usual. Here we go. Do you know the rules to this? <laughs> yeah, right. But I know everyone gets confused with which one is over and under. Yeah. So we're asking you, are you confused? <laughs> <laughs> so I believe if something's overrated, it means people think it's great, but it's not that great. You nailed it. There we go. Great. Okay, you, no. you have it. So <laughs> so the answer is one word, right? So mm. I'll give you the thing and then you have to say the word. Yeah. Okay. Overrated or underrated? Movies with subtitles. Underrated. Oh. <laughs> myself and James have, have big shocked faces. James. Overrated. I'm going to say underrated. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> come on then she's not invited back on this <laughs> podcast here give us the rant then come on y yeah me yeah this is fucking a weird one right because I was sick of the past couple of days and I just realised what I was watching I was watching Chef's Table you know the Michelin fucking thing where they look at all the best chefs in the world on Netflix if you haven't watched it go watch it none of it's new it's it all started in like 2016 to 2021 maybe but they go to all the best Michelin restaurants in the world they talk to the chef and their story about it and inevitably, most of them don't speak English. So they were in one in Barcelona that I was, I was going to say last week, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> whenever I was watching it, in Barcelona. And rather than having the dub English voice do it, I listen to it in Spanish and I read the subtitles. So I, I do watch this. watch it with, I, I do do it. I do do it. I <laughs> should not to say that. Yeah. <laughs> And Laura's just egging me on to say, do-do. <laughs> she's, she's not invited back. So I do use the subtitles. 
and I was watching the Barcelona documentary on Netflix as well. Same idea. Xavi's there talking in Spanish. All the players are talking in Spanish. And I listen to it in Spanish. Understand none of it, but I read the subtitles. Movies, I think, are different. I have... I, I, I can't... I'm actually trying to formulate it in my head right now as quick as I can. But for me, a documentary and a movie are like so drastically different that I'm like, subtitles for that, not for so that. So learning versus entertainment? No, but the documentary, like I'm not learning, I'm not watching the Barcelona one going, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Like I do take stuff from it. But it's more interesting. Yeah. Rather than just a story to enjoy. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So it's a, yeah, it's just a so slightly it's different it, style of entertainment. And then the I'm reading is a bit more work. Because you're doing two things. You're watching yes. and reading. Yes. Exactly. I, 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 okay, Laura, I'm really interested in what you have to say here. Tell me, what do you mean? What's going on? I just on? think people don't want to work to like enjoy pieces of art anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's just reading. It's just a bit of reading with your movie. I do you know? I'm so happy right so now. So me and this my best amazing. friend Grace, okay, we were doing a few movie marathons over the last few weeks and Netflix, like there's so many of them now that have subtitles because they're foreign movies. And I swear to God, I clicked into like eight films and she was like, no, we're not watching that. We're not watching that. You have to read. And I was like, Grace, but you can read. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, just read the subtitles. And we were having such a debate over it. And I had to find her a movie that had no subtitles. And I just think, I don't know. I still enjoy a movie even if I have to read a oh bit. Oh, my God. That was amazing. So, yeah, people need to, to work a little bit to enjoy a bit <laughs> of art. Yeah. That's exactly it. It is a little bit of work. But so many of them are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're missing out if you don't want to read. Okay, I'm blown away. You've you've just you've just put words to what my feeling on it is. Yeah, I I'm gonna credit that you articulated that really well. Yeah. However, you can't read and watch at the same time. Here, you're not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not. You can't. You're, no, I agree. I, I agree with you on this. Amy, our lovely Amy. <laughs> you're about to say something. Is so weird, in so many ways. She has her weirdnesses, which I love. It makes her her. She watches everything with subtitles on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said this. I was like, oh, that's such an Amyism. No, that's but then other people who are saying, oh, I do the same thing. Because I, I want to be able to definitely get every word. And there are some English language movies or TV shows that they almost purposely speak lowly and mumbly so you're not quite getting everything and it makes me so uncomfortable that I go subtitle on to make sure I don't miss anything because I need every word I need everything I can't miss it that I feel like that makes logical sense but if I had a movie that I could hear everything and the subtitles came on I'd get really annoyed I'd turn them off yeah and that's which is weird and I'm the same as you on that so when I get through the few scenes that are a bit difficult I turn them back off and then the viewing experience changes right away it's better. Sorry, going back to the working for a bit of art thing, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw this back in your face right now. <laughs> if they're mumbling in the movie, I have a feeling as a coach who tries really hard to plan a class that a director who directed a fucking yeah, movie did that on purpose. They did it on fucking purpose. To make you they uncomfortable. Were like, no, no, no. You said it more. You said it too clear. Say it again. Mumble. But, but sometimes there are arseholes and they want you to watch it. Second time, third time, and you pick it up, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'd like to get it now. So <laughs> that's my thing. I'm going to skip the suffering. And Here, I haven't given you my answer either, right? So <laughs> I, I think they're underrated because I, uh, Laura, couldn't agree more. And I don't watch them often enough. I underrate them. 
Like I will, I will see them and go, oh, that looks really good. And then I see the subtitles and I will go, oh, fuck. I'm not sure I'm able to put the work in right now. But then when I do, I'm, I'm like, high five for me. That was amazing. And what, a, what a movie. Like some of my favorite movies are subtitled, foreign language movies. And uh, like I did have to work for them, but that's what made them so bloody good. They were like, I, I had to engage more heavily. So I think they're amazing. I think um, Netflix are sneaky bastards. If you ever watch, you know, the little um, preview thing, you hover over the thing and it, and it starts playing. They'll do music action and they won't actually they won't actually speak yeah. in the trailer yeah, no. so you won't know so you'll see so, you'll so click that's on how it. extra annoyed i was when i sat with grace i had to click <laughs> into everything and wait <laughs> two minutes for it to start and then i heard to go no i don't want to watch it i have to read it <laughs> which i love grace but you know i was like we need to pick a film start now um yeah okay so that's one overrated underrated done last one now this one <laughs> I love this one overrated underrated Laura taking the stairs underrated underrated mm-hmm. okay James Un- underrated I find that one hard so I'm gonna say underrated I love taking the stairs. Could be very dependent on the location, though. Oh, caveats. You know? I'm not sure. Caveats. Uh, we can have caveats in no, this. No caveats. I'm gonna, I'll go first, and I'm going to let you have your say. We all agree here. I, When I go to a hotel, and then I walk down the hallway to the lift, and I'm standing at the lift, I never, ever, ever want anyone else to be in the same lift as me. And I don't want to be standing there awkwardly standing beside someone waiting <laughs> for the lift either. Right. So that's number one. I hate lifts. Right. The other thing is when I'm walking up or down the stairs, there is never anyone else there. And I feel so smug. I'm like, I'm the guy who I'm finding because they won't even label the fucking door anymore where the stairs is. It's like they don't want you to. And then you go out and it's like a concrete fucking back stairwell or something. I'm like, yeah, but I actually prefer to walk down the stairs than stand in the lift and waiting i like to move rather than not move so uh, and then when i come back to the hotel to go up i think i'm gonna be the person who does the stairs not the lift that's an identity thing a fitness thing uh an activity thing i'm not gonna be the lazy guy so i feel a bit superior in that moment and then the odd time you get this little lovely little moment where you're out on the stairs and someone else is on the stairs and you have a little and you can have a little moment with the person who is also on like people on a hike (laughs) exactly exactly. well i love imparting that like forcing that upon other people so if i go on holidays (laughs) with my family (laughs) my sister hates taking the stairs and i'll be like purposely like come on taking stairs and we could be six flights up but i'm like come on rachel you're gonna take these stairs you're gonna enjoy it (laughs) so yeah i definitely think it's it's just so yeah. what's the location thing oh it just makes me think you know when you're somewhere and like you take a lift and it brings you to like narnia like when i was on my girl's <laughs> holiday in may and i beat the rocks <laughs> the lift just did not go to wherever our room was and we kept getting 
trying to get in the lift and it would drop us out at like the pool party and the security would be like you can't you can't go in here again and we're like no we're just trying to find a room do you know and like we literally <laughs> <laughs> would spend 15 minutes trying to get to the room in these lifts so at times like that i'm like yeah, yeah it depends do you know but then i could be somewhere like that sometimes i don't even tell you where the stairs are yeah do you know what and you're like i would have been up there now if i just got in this bloody lift i like meeting people in the lift though Oh, you're a weirdo. I'd be that freak that comes into the lift like, hey. And then oh, you're stuck yeah. with me for like three minutes. I just, <laughs> something, I just realized we skipped our, our recommendations. We're going to come back to that next time. And you had a you had an aliens one. So I can't wait to hear about this thing. So you're a dull weirdo. I kind of agree with both of you on this one where I like being the smug person who takes the stairs. There's a an element to me that, that just matches my personality really, doesn't it? But then there's the other side of it where I know I have a feeling when i'm on holidays i try as best as i can to go full relax mode mm-hmm. in as many ways as possible and i'm like get me in that fucking lift <laughs> it's one story get me in the lift let's go the one story one i want to absolutely yeah. kill someone but like when, if when i when they you know when you check in reception they go there's your room and you walk over and you wait for the lift and you get in you're like one and then when you come back out you go back down the stairs you're like like literally was four yeah. steps <laughs> and I waited two minutes for yeah, the yeah, lift. Yeah, so I, I get that. The other side is then, I know we have Paige, a lot of places that we go and one flight of stairs is oh. a lifetime. So if we have the buggy, it's impossible. It's like the two of us are trying to carry that. So that's awkward. But then if she insists on walking, it's like, oh man, every stair is a game, a toy and you're trying to coax her up oh. or down the next one and it's... Important variable big variable so that's why i was toying with it or i was like i do I, I do like taking the stairs but i've taken more lifts probably in the past two years than i have my whole other 30 29 years combined and i have no ill feelings towards myself for it <laughs> <laughs> okay i can't wait to hear about people's stairs journeys and their movies with subtitle feedback that's it today lads thanks so much